I walked on dry ground. I'm Greg, and I believe in a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Hi, I'm Greg, and I believe in the hope of a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, I Walked on Dry Ground, where I share my journey walking on the dry ground. God provided me to journey from addiction to a new life of living in reality called recovery. In my podcast, I've been sharing journal entries that I wrote during the first several months of my recovery and re-examining the discoveries and the thoughts and the exciting and not so exciting things that I wrote about. And so right now, we are in the sixth month of my recovery. And today, I will be sharing a journal entry on three ideas that I wanted to explore. They're kind of unrelated, so that's just where I'll leave it right now. All right, we got a lot to cover, so cue the blues music and let's jump in. All right, thanks for joining me. If you've listened to my earlier podcast, you've noticed I used to start with a joke, and now I don't. But I do like to start with a scripture still, and today's scripture is from 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. And now, let's get into my journal. I'm actually going to be reading two journal entries, because the first one is extremely short, and very connected as well. So here we go. June 1st, 2017. Three things I want to write about tomorrow. One, practicing enjoying relationships for what they are. Two, practicing casting my cares to Jesus. Three, practicing committing myself to honesty. June 2nd, 2017. Now it's today and I'm not as enthusiastic about writing on those things now, but I will do it anyway because developing these ideas in my mind is a good thing, I believe. Enjoying relationships for what they are would be an attitude shift for me. I think I'm compulsive when it comes to relationships. I don't think, I just do. I act, I contact, I connect. Except the phone calls that I schedule each week. These happen even when I don't feel like it, and they are a good thing. I enjoy the connection and am energized even when I don't feel like connecting. I'm committed to these because I believe in them, and I can do the same with the relationships. I just have to think about the why. Why step into relationship? Now the idea of casting my cares to Jesus is interesting. Casting means first, I have to identify what I'm going to cast. What is it? What is it not? Then I need to decide how to grasp it. What are some things I can grasp onto about this care? At the same time, can I even lift it, or do I need to break it down into smaller pieces? Now that I can grasp it and pick it up, I need to use my energy to build momentum toward Jesus, then at the proper time, release it in his direction and stop my body from moving. Another topic for more exploration. And finally, I would say I am committed to honesty, but I don't intentionally do this daily. This is scary. What if Shantae or someone else asks a hard question? I know it's about trusting God or casting this care to Jesus. 
What would happen if I committed myself to the truth one day, one day a week? That sounds like a commitment to change. Maybe God will use this to sharpen me and set me free possibly. I am free in many ways, and Jesus has set me free from my sin, but I want to leave my fears and worries behind also. So that's my journal entries from June 1st and June 2nd, 2017. There's a lot of interesting things that I want to talk about. First of all, it's just the hilarious fact that I write down three things, and I think I probably didn't have time to journal about them on June 1st. And then June 2nd rolls around, and I write, I'm not as enthusiastic about writing on these things now. <laughs> so I, looking back, I'm glad that I still did. It's funny what a difference a day can make. I can feel gung-ho about three nuggets one day, and the next day I could care less to even write about them. And I think about that a lot, actually, in the present day, how much difference a day or a week can make. Even just a day, I can be depressed all day one day, something can happen, and the next day, I feel like I have joy all day. There's definitely a part of me that's frustrated by that, that I would rather be more even-keeled. But then there's another part of me that enjoys the ride. I'm actually not sure what I enjoy about that. And it would be hard to admit that I enjoy being depressed at times and being joyful at times. So I'll leave that one as I'm uncertain about what I enjoy about that. But moving on to the first of the three things is I wrote about practicing enjoying relationships for what they are. And this dovetails off of my last podcast. And in this entry, I'm talking about I do things in relationship compulsively. I just do. I don't think I kind of follow my feeling if I feel like I should talk to somebody or connect, I do. If I don't feel like it, I don't. And then I write about the recovery phone calls that I make each week. This is a new practice for me at this time. And I basically schedule calls with brothers at different points in the week. So Monday at 3 p.m. I talk to Nick. Friday at 12.30 p.m. I talk to Steve. Thursday at 3 p.m. I talk to Ed. Things like that. And the fact is when I scheduled and when I still do schedule these calls, I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in at that time. I don't know what's going to be going on in my life as far as circumstances at that time. With me, odds are I won't even feel like talking. And I wrote in my journal, these calls happen even if I don't feel like it. And they are a good thing. And I still believe that and I still have these regular weekly calls in my current life right now. And, and this is over three years later from this journal entry. And I still believe they're a good thing and I still don't feel like talking a lot of the time. And yet I'm committed to doing these things and these weekly calls are a foundation for my continuing recovery and journey in my spiritual life. And so writing about this is just one more step towards kind of understanding what it looks like to enjoy relationships for what they are and pursue relationships not compulsively. So the next thing I wrote about is casting my cares to Jesus. And I remember discovering this idea. I really broke it down and I had some very unique to me thoughts that I'd never heard or thought about before. And it was really interesting thinking about it like this. So I'm going to kind of re-go through what I wrote about because I want to say it again and use different words and kind of think about it some more. So to cast a care to Jesus, first of all, I need to know what I'm casting. I need to identify the care or the worry which requires self-awareness, which is one of the fundamentals that 
hopefully I've been talking about uh, regularly in my podcast. So I need to identify it. What is this and what is it not? Make sure I'm not lying to myself. Make sure I know and I'm being precise about what exactly I am casting to Jesus. And then I need to know how to grasp it, how to grab onto it and hold onto it and identify. And I guess that goes along with identifying it. Where can I grab it? How can I get traction on this thing? And along with that, can I even lift it once I have it? Am I able to even lift it metaphorically and spiritually? Can I even move it? Can it budge? Or do I need to break it down into smaller pieces and kind of re-examine it and see if I can find a smaller piece that I actually can grab and lift up? And one thing I didn't write about here is asking for help to grasp one of my worries or cares. And my wife helps me with this a lot by listening to me and having empathy and really trying to understand what I'm going through, not necessarily trying to rescue me at all, but giving me space to kind of lighten my burden and make it easier to move. And so then finally, once I can actually grasp this thing, I've, I know that I can move it. I know what it is. I need to use energy to build momentum, kind of a throwing motion towards Jesus. And I remember looking up the word cast in Greek, and it literally is the same thing as kind of throwing a blanket over a donkey. And so I imagine that kind of underhanded casting motion. I actually imagine Jesus on a donkey, I think, receiving these things I'm tossing up to him. And so as I build momentum, then I have to release it at the correct time to get the right trajectory and velocity to get that thing, that care, that worry up to Jesus and hit my target, so to speak. And then I have to stop myself from moving in that same direction, you know, kind of a duh about the casting motion. And that's where I stopped writing in my journal. What an interesting picture that I came up with and a great reminder for me in the present day. And then finally, the third thing I wrote about is being committed to honesty and just admitting I I don't intentionally do this every day. It's scary. And honestly, here's me being honest. It's still scary to be honest. I write, what if Shantae or someone else asks a hard question? That's scary. It's scary to hear a hard question. And I think I'm more, or I should say, I was going to say more brave, but the really the more accurate thing to say is I'm less afraid of hard questions today in the present than I ever have been. I don't feel that terror that I used to feel as strongly. I used to feel a bone-shaking terror when I would be asked one of those questions. And if, if you're listening to this, you might know what I'm talking about, and you might not. But that's how I was. And I've come to embrace the truth more so than I ever have. Even though it's still the thought of being completely honest is a scary thing. But I write, what would happen if I committed myself to the truth for one day or even one day a week? And there we go. We have a fear, a worry. And I want to be set free from that fear and that worry and be able to commit myself to honesty. And again, back to the present day. I love the truth. I love the actual truth. And it, it's actually pretty difficult to come by in our world in this day and age sometimes. I'm thankful that we have God's word that is the truth. I have that source of, in, in my mind, indisputable truth that I can lean on 
Whereas so many things that I expose myself to in this world, in this day and age, I don't know if they're true and it's frustrating. And again, I lean on the Holy Spirit for discernment on who's telling the truth, who's not. And I have to live like that because I don't know what's true and what's not. So that's it. That's all I got to share. Thank you for joining me and listening to these three things that I wrote about three and a half years ago. And I'm glad to be reading these again and sharing them with you. And I hope that something popped out and the Holy Spirit brought awareness to you in a new way of something or inspired you. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you later.